AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. USDA recently announced a major investment of CCC funds to build foreign markets for USA commodities. We'll get details and talk meat exports this morning. We'll also talk weather and get this. We will get a report from the hottest tractor auction machinery Pete has ever seen. Live from Old Hallows Eve, Eve Day Morn, via Farm Journal Broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning we begin with a conversation with Machinery Pete, Greg Peterson. Then it's Dan Halstrom from the U.S. Meat Export Federation, and directly following the news, Brett Waltz from BAM WX checks in. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson, and now... The host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory. All right, Davis. Hey, happy Monday morning, my friend. How's things going? Oh, it's going great. Really yeah? good. Yeah. 20, yeah. 28. Yeah, we're at 30. Yeah, Sun 28 shining. degrees. Sun is shining. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful yeah. out there, but uh does not change the fact that it's 28 degrees. I wouldn't say we had flurries last evening. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, those little ice pellets that kind of yeah. fall out. It's not really grapple. sleet. It's not really hail. It's grapple. It's grapple. Grapple. Yes. grapple. We had a little grapple. Yes. We scrapped a little grapple from the apple. <laughs> Love it. I saw some snowflakes on Saturday night. Some actual yeah. flakes? Yes, actual mm-hmm. flakes. Mm-hmm. So not very many, but I did see yeah. some. Uh, there was snow on the ground out west. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and, well, and obviously up northwest. Good grief. Those guys have already been shut down in a couple yeah. of places up in North Dakota and and points a little further west, but goodness gracious, we'll get an update on the weather from Brett mm-hmm. Waltz coming up here in just just a few minutes. Auctions are um, still hot, huh? Oh, how do you like gosh. that? You know, I, how many times have we said, "Could this be the hottest? Mm-hmm. Could this yeah. be the hottest? Oh, Could it can't this keep be up like hottest? this forever. Oh, can't it's gotta." Keep... Yeah, Greg Peterson in his <laughs> notes leading up to this morning's show. Came right out and said, this was the hottest tractor sale I've ever seen. Ever. There ever. were all caps in there. I read that email, too. All there caps were, in there. There were all caps involved. My from man Peterson. is excited. All yeah. caps from Peterson? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that must mean he's going from, well, I tell you, Chip. Yeah. To, to Chip, I got to tell you. That's what the all caps are all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice boy from Minnesota. That's that's as close to shouting as you're going to get out of Greg. It felt get... like he grabbed us by the lapels and was shaking us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys, it was the hottest auction. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait to get him in here. All right, let's get to the news, Davis. Yeah, I'm going to start with the weather outlook. Below average okay. temps and record-breaking cold to continue expanding from the central U.S. to the Appalachians through the beginning of November. Shower activity to stretch from the southern plains to the northeast today with accumulating snowfall forecast across northern Maine. Snow squalls possible across parts of the northern plains, upper Midwest, and Great Lakes through Halloween. Santa Ana winds and very dangerous dry conditions across California. 
may lead to an increased threat of wildfire activity. Squalls, Chips. Snow squalls. Yeah. Snow squalls. Watch wow. out for those things. That's exciting. Yeah, it, it, it's going to warm up, but for now, we've got to... The, the cold temperatures are going to stick around. Well, Chip, Dr. Vince Malanga, president of LaSalle Economics and an often visitor here on AgriTalk, notes the possibility of a market rally in the near term driven by various factors and events on the horizon. Despite the presence of a chart gap in the SPX index, which is approximately 3% below the recent closing price, Malanga suggests that both equity and fixed income markets are currently oversold. Chip, is this from the uh, excessive pressure through September and early October here? Yeah, that, uh, you know, the market is overdone to the downside. The equity markets mm -hmm. are overdone to the downside, and Vince is looking for a pop. Yep. Well, the passage of a new farm bill in the U.S. appears to face significant challenges and potential gridlock throughout 2024. This due to several factors, including political dysfunction, a strong ag economy, a lack of urgency, and the commencement of a presidential election year. Chip, the Senate returns to work at 3 p.m. Eastern time today and reportedly plans to continue work on a spending bill minibus and install an ambassador to Israel. Yeah, it, I still think that Chairman Thompson is going to find a way to get that House bill in front of the full House for a vote sometime before the end of the year. Well, Chip, the U.S. is poised to witness record-breaking exports of soybean meal to other nations in the upcoming year. This, according to Bloomberg, USDA predicts that in the 23-24 season, exports of soybean meal will reach 13.9 million tons. That would be a new record. Beginning Tuesday, producers may apply for ERP benefits regardless of whether they received a pre-filled form from the USDA or not. USDA anticipates more than 210,000 producers will be eligible for ERP benefits based on indemnities they receive through crop insurance or related USDA crop programs that lack insurance coverage. I don't know anything about this, Chip, but it seems like a big deal. It's been going on for a long time, Davis. Yeah. And I the, the, the full payment on these ERP benefits, mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's ERP2, then it's not, uh, it, it's, it's not a huge payment. Now, if it's the original ERP payment limits, then it's significant. Well, tip another news, Israel over the weekend announced it had entered a second stage of its war against Hamas and on Sunday said its ground operations in Gaza will intensify. Elsewhere, German leaders worry that Chinese manufacturers will take over wind manufacturing as they did solar panel production a decade ago and are now doing the same with electric vehicles and finally, the U.S. is set to increase the number of weekly flights between the U.S. and China from 48 to 70, effective November 9. The move represents a gradual easing of those pandemic-related restrictions on air travel. Chip. Yeah, you know, I think some of the U.S. automakers are saying, listen, if China wants the EVs, go ahead, let them have it. Set them mm -hmm. up for failure again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Davis. Let's bring in Brett Waltz, BAMWX.com. Good morning, Brett. Uh, good morning, Chip. All right. Cold temperatures have got to be the big story, right? Yeah, it's definitely the big story. And maybe some more snow showers. You mentioned maybe seeing a couple of flurries up there this yep. past weekend. Uh, maybe some accumulating snow across parts of Minnesota, Wisconsin, and maybe even a coating as far south as where you're at. As Ooh. we work in tonight and tomorrow morning, uh, it's going to be a cold and kind of snowy, wintry day uh, for much of the upper Midwest and into the Great Lakes tomorrow. Wow. Wow, how long does that st does it stick around? When can we expect some warmer temperatures? So 
it's going to remain pretty cold over the next few days. Record cold temperatures on Wednesday morning. But it's as we work into Saturday and Sunday, we start to bleed in those warmer temperatures again. We start okay. to get a little bit more mild for this time of the year. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Take us down to South America. What's going on in the northern production areas? Mato Grosso, Mato Grosso de Sol. Yeah, for sure. So those areas are still remaining uh, pretty dry. They've been dry and they look to be pretty dry over the next seven to 14 days or so. And kind of looking out into the extended range, I think that that is a concern that that kind of pattern can continue as we work all the way through November and December as well. Okay, if it stays dry in the north, does that mean it stays wet in the south? Yeah, southern Brazil is going to remain pretty active. At times, they've been maybe even a little bit too active, kind of excessively wet. And I think that they're probably going to continue to stay active. Argentina, which has been coming from very dry and drought conditions, I think that's an area that can see some improvement. More rains that are more favorable there. Yeah, I think that... uh... That is definitely being factored into the corn market here and and so on. Great stuff, Brett. Hey, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Chip. Have a good one. You you bet. Brett Waltz, BAMWX.com. The hottest tractor auction he has ever seen. Details from Machinery Pete. Next. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. Machinery Pete here, folks. This segment of AgriTalk brought to you by our friends at Dakota Ag Innovations, makers of Dakota Shine, the best way I've seen to fix faded paint. Go to dakotashine.com or call 888-996-7801. It's Monday morning. This is AgriTalk. I'm Chip Flory. Davis Michelson is here. That's right. And that combination of things means it's time for a conversation with Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete. How you doing, Greg? Hey, I'm doing well, Chip. How are you this morning? Doing just fine. What are you doing this morning? I am in just outside of Omaha, actually. We're down here with our friends at Big Iron. We're uh, working on some filming for a couple special episodes of the TV show, Machinery Pete TV show coming up. So always fun to catch up with the good folks at Big Iron and got some really cool uh, cool stuff we'll be sharing about that. Uh, so that's, that's yep. what I'm up to this morning. Yep. Well, it's that time of the year for you, isn't it? It's time to be out on the road because there's plenty of auctions going on. Yeah, it's starting to crank up. And, uh, yeah, last week, uh, set out Tuesday, I was out, wound up about a mile and a half from the ocean out in Virginia Beach, Virginia. We were doing some filming on a cool story, a 1927 Farmall Regular that's been in the family there for uh, 
since the guy's uh, guy was 88 years old, uh, Lewis, and uh, his grandpa bought a brand new, so it was fun to do that. And then we kind of picked our way over, and uh, I wound up Saturday in Winchester, Kentucky, Chip. And okay, got to tell you, I think that was the hottest auction I've ever seen in my 34 years. It was unbelievable. Great, well, a great day. Okay, let's let's get into some of the details. First of all. <laughs> Um, first of all, what kind of an auction was it? I, it? This, this had to have an online side to it, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It, uh, although I, I posted a picture Saturday morning, it was, uh, it was an in-person sale. It was a retirement sale for Grayson Farms. Uh, one of the partners was Dr. John Gray, just an awesome fellow. He's been an oral surgeon for many years there and he grew up, uh, in a farm family. His dad was an ag teacher. And he, he kept farming, I think he had 180 acres of hay that he would do. As he built his business over the years, he had kind of a vision of uh, acquiring low-hour, top-condition John Deere tractors. And he picked away on that vision for 15-plus years. And what he wound up with was, my goodness, uh, the most impressive line of John Deere 55 series tractors, but way beyond that, just low-hour deer tractors that I've ever seen. Uh, offered on one retirement sale and i got there friday we went out and did a, a walkthrough interview and again john is just a super guy and it was interesting chip uh he went with uh, an auction company taylor auction company uh, out of winchester there a young guy gary allen uh, gary allen and his uh, his wife uh laurel uh, gary allen taylor fantastic folks and they lean into the online stuff and social media um, but Dr. John Gray wanted to help this young guy kind of get his yeah. option going and boy, they just did a fantastic job. So we did the preview video and we knew it was going to be hot, but I think the last I counted, there were 15 record prices on this auction Saturday. 15. I, honestly, 15, I think we might be pushing towards 20. I've, I've been traveling, so I haven't got through all of it, but I mean, I couldn't give you one pick of the week, but, uh. Let me just give you a few items here. So people probably okay. saw this YouTube video I posted Saturday night. I think the it was unbelievable. I stood there and filmed of John Deere 4455, the 3549-hour selling, and I think the hammer price on it was 95000 bucks. And you tack on the 3% buyer's fee, it was 97850 bucks, And the highest I'd ever seen was ninety one k. Okay. was bought by a gentleman from Washington, uh, Tim Knutson from Burlington, Washington, flew out with his daughter, um, and Tim bought the 4455 for a record price, also bought the John Deere 6400 for a record price. That was a mechanical front with a loader, $1,500. That one for 81885 That's a record by 32000 bucks. Jeez. Um, and then Tim also bought the John Deere... 6150M was 763 hours. That went for 154.5 two-wheel drive, and that was a record by 11.5. So right after the 44.55 sold next to it was a 93 model 49.60 deer, 3,637 hours. Yeah. Going into the sale, the record was from nine years ago, 114K. It went for 139.360 with the buyer's oh. fee. Uh, so, I mean, people were just buzzing and, and he just kept going down the line. It was unbelievable. I've, I've seen some amazing auctions, but this one was, 
it was just it was it was something to be there. I was glad it worked out that I could film it. And I do have some more video I'll be releasing this week, folks. It was a record on a John Deere twenty one fifty five, a twenty five fifty five. John Deere 7630 was a record, a 6105M was a record, a 7220 was a record, a 7130 was a record, 6320 was a record, a 5115M was a record, a 6230 was a record. Like I say, it, it was kind of mind-blowing. Okay. Okay. Now, for one guy <laughs> to put together... Speechless. Yeah, for one guy to put together this kind yeah. of a collection... And it is one thing to get that many interested buyers into one location, whether it be online or not, into one location at the same time, into one auction is another thing that was it was it the offerings that that brought everybody in? It had to be. Well, Gary Allen Taylor, the young auctioneer, was very smart, so. They hired a, some local folks, and they did a little drone video. You know you know me. I've been talking about drone video for 10 years oh, yeah. now in the equipment space. And people yeah. kind of looked at me weird years ago, but I'm telling you, if you can emotionally connect potential buyers to your equipment, and they did an awesome little drone video fly-through of this line. Imagine lining all these tractors up like I just described. Oh, jeez. And then you give it a little video, and then you reach out to Machinery Pete and say, Hey, Pete, why don't you come down to our sale? And and so we post that preview video like 10 days ago and people started buzzing about the sale because all the 55 series. And then we went down there Friday and that was the, that was the piece I think that really did it is I got John, the guy, the oral surgeon, John, the super guy. And John and I just walked down the line of tractors, nothing fancy, me with my iPhone. And when you hear John talk about each tractor mm-hmm. and it's like you're standing there talking to him and he's just a, He's just a good old boy from Kentucky, great guy uh, with a good heart. And so, I mean, for example, the guy from Washington, Tim Knutson, came out with his daughter, Jill. They flew in, showed up on Friday, and John took him out to lunch. And they had lunch and talk. Yeah. And so, you know, when you connect with people, um, super powerful. So, again, hats off to Taylor Auction Company for uh, doing that in a big way. Well, that's an excellent. Yeah, he, he well, can't there we hear go. you because he just uh, got knocked off. But Davis is still here. Yeah, Take but I'm idea. back. Oh, good. Oh, good. he's back. Okay, okay, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, that happened quick. Good grief! No, no, no idea what happened. So Tim, the, this Tim Knutson and his daughter came out there. They ended up with three of yeah. those four record-breaking tractors, right? I think they got. I think they bought four total. Like they've got three of the records, and okay. I think they bought a fourth. And um, yeah, it was. Tim was funny. He said I talked to him before the bidding started, and he said, "Greg, I'm going home with that 4455." So anytime I've seen that a few times over the years. That, okay, it's going to bring what it's going to bring. But he brought a sharpie <laughs> with, and he said, "I'm going to buy it, and you're going to sign it." And I, was, I just laughed, and I said, "Good luck on the sale, Tim." And he got it, and I signed it. So it was. It was really. Quite a fun day, but they had oh, a great line of hay cool. equipment too. They had a had a John Deere three forty eight uh, baler that brought thirty thousand six hundred eighty bucks for a record. So it was just it was a phenomenal day. Wow, wow. Okay, so 
You've got some posted on social media from this auction, and there's more to come, right? Yep, more to come. Um, I got video on tons of this stuff. I was traveling all week. I had to get out to Omaha, so I wasn't able to process all the video yet, but I'll sneak some of it out. And I didn't even mention this one. There was also a John Deere 4055 two-wheel drive, 3,143 hours. That went for 82.4. That's the second highest price ever. So, again, if even if you're not a green follower, just to see – yeah. This collection of low-hour tractors was really fun. And, again, hats off to Dr. John Gray for, you know, his pursuit over 15-plus yeah. years to acquire these things from all over the country. And it was just, like say, an honor to be there Saturday. Fantastic. Really cool. I can't wait to see your, your full coverage on this one. Uh, we heard that you're in Omaha. What else are you watching this week? Real quick. Oh, just a bunch of sales on our friends at DPA Auctions. Uh, got a big sale tomorrow. I just posted on social media this morning. Uh, and again, as we hit it November, folks, pay attention because there's a ton of farm auctions coming up. We'll start to pump those out on our social media. So got some really good sales coming. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Greg, travel safe. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good, Chip. Thanks much. All right. That is Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete with a report on a pretty phenomenal sale maybe the most uh, phenomenal sale tractor auction that we have uh, that we've ever seen pretty incredible stuff we're going to talk with dan holstrom from usmef next to produce higher yields and greater value at harvest timing is everything full scale from helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer. Joining us is Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady. Beach mostly under pressure here this morning. Not a lot of pressure in corn, but still lower on the day. Yeah, uh, so corn's about a penny lower or so here at uh, mid morning. Uh, probably the you know the heaviest selling pressure is is in soy meal. Um, mm-hmm. So facing some profit taking after last week's big run up to contract highs there, and and uh, that's influencing the soybean market, uh, which is you know, five to seven cents lower or so here at mid morning. And and that pressure in meal and, and soybeans is is really what's weighing on corn uh, and just a general lack of uh, supportive news. Um, the wheat market, uh, you know, SRW contracts continue to trade to the downside, but we've seen HRW contracts and, and spring wheat futures move to the upside here. Uh, we'll get USDA's first winter wheat crop condition ratings of the uh, fall this afternoon, and, and they're expected to come in below average. So uh, we'll we'll see uh, how the trade uh, uh, reacts to that uh, data this afternoon. Okay, very good. Got to watch this meal trade if the long liquidation gets intense uh there's there's uh the potential for a v top and 
and plenty of downside risk in here. Let's go over to livestock trade. Looks really good here this morning. Absolutely. Uh, moderate to strong gains across the livestock markets uh, with, with uh, strong gains in the cattle futures. Uh, both live cattle and feeders are, are trading sharply to the upside. Uh, so uh, live cattle in particular continue to recoup uh, most of, of what was lost last week in reaction to the cattle on feed report. And, and uh, uh, we saw the Packers raise bids uh, late on Friday in an apparent attempt to buy cattle. And, and so it looks like everything is uh, on the upswing there in cattle futures. And hogs are trading moderately to sharply higher. Excellent. Thank you, Brian. Pro Farmer Editor Brian Grady on Markets Now. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. If the world is your oyster, we've got pearls of wisdom on AgriTalk. Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Chip Florey. Man, what a report from wow. Machinery P mm-hmm. on that uh, auction out in Kentucky. you got to make sure that you check out Greg's social media posts on, on that auction because it, it mm-hmm. was uh, well, it, it was one of those days that you can't repeat because the count that I've got is right at 15. Mm-hmm. 15 mm-hmm. record prices on, on equipment at that auction. I was counting the times the word phenomenal was used in that yeah. conversation, and I ran out of fingers. Yeah. So I don't even know how many times. I don't know. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, somehow, some way, they built some big demand for those tractors. Yeah, they And did. Uh, people showed up to, to buy them. And uh, somebody else that's all about building some big demand is Dan Holstrom. He is the president and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation, and he joins us right now. Dan, it is good to talk with you again. How are you? I'm doing well, Chip. Thank you for having me. You bet. Glad that you are here. Now, when when I see that the the efforts that that US MEF goes through to build those build demand for US meat in the overseas markets, you always think about, boy, what if they had more money? What if they could do this? What if they could do that? Well, USDA last week announced that there is more money available through the CCC to help build some of these overseas markets. Uh, Give me some of the details of that money, how it's available, and what it can be used for, Dan. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, Yeah, last uh, Tuesday, uh, Secretary Vilsack announced uh, this new funding, um, through the CCC that you mentioned, the acronym they're using to describe uh, the portion for the international market development is RAP, Regional Agriculture Promotion Program. And uh, there's still details that have to be worked out. Uh, They haven't officially released all the details of the program yet, although we're hopeful that that's coming very soon. But it sounds very similar just in general terms to what the ATP, the Agricultural Trade Promotion Program was that was announced four years ago. So, uh, and that that program is wrapping up now and within the next year. And in fact, USMEF in our case, we've actually expended all of those funds. So uh, the fact that it's similar to that with details to be confirmed is encouraging because uh, the ATP program really allowed uh, us to uh, expand uh, into some of these developing regions. Okay, tell me a little bit more about that, uh, the ATP program. How were those funds used? What did you accomplish? 
Well, um, they were used through a broad base of different markets, uh, but where we saw probably the most uh, incremental uh, benefit was in developing regions. And I'll give you two examples. One, one was Colombia, where we went in there into Colombia uh, and really helped uh, up the momentum. We had momentum in 2018, 19, uh, especially on pork, but we went in with incremental funds um, on both beef and pork, and we saw dramatic increases in volume. So uh, we, we really expanded our programs, a bigger uh, impact in the wholesale market, a bigger impact in the retail market in Colombia. And, uh, and that was really, uh, it turned out to be a home run. Um, the other region where we're relatively new is the African region. And uh, yeah. uh, we're really just getting started there. And we've seen phenomenal uh uh, progress on the beef variety meat market in particular in a variety of countries of Africa. I was going to, I, I was saving that for the end, but as long as you went there, because I enjoy getting an update on what is happening in Africa, because it seems like such a, a market with huge potential for U.S. meat. What is the latest? Anything new? Well, yeah, well, the latest is that our beef variety meat uh, numbers are up phenomenally year to date. We're, we're up about 60%. Uh, South Africa, Ivory Coast, Gabon are some of the big destinations. But I'm, I'll be honest with you, that's just the tip of the iceberg. The, to me, the region of Africa, especially West Africa and the southern portion of, of, of South Africa and Gabon and Angola, um, for us, it spells opportunity because to me, it looks a lot like a Mexico did in the 1980s to me. Uh, you see a lot of signs okay. of uh, spending power. It's not, it's not uniformly distributed, but you do see signs of increased spending power and you see a lot of signs of increased demand. So uh, it starts with things like variety meats in our world, pork and beef variety meats. But the real goal is to expand to muscle cuts and the higher value items, which uh, we've seen not yeah. big results, but some smaller results in that area as well. Okay. <clears throat> you meant the, the variety meats. The it, I, Here's one that I wanted to ask you about, because when we, have, when we talk about meat exports, I think about the you know, chilled products. I think about whole muscle cuts. I do think about some of the variety meats uh, that really don't have a good market here in the U.S., but they're very much appreciated in China and other Asian markets. So thinking about China, I, I want to go, go down a couple of paths here, Dan. First off, is the relationship between the U.S. and China strong enough to expect much demand growth or is that side of relations between the U.S. and China kind of separate from politics? Well, that's a great question, Chip. And I'd like to think that it is separate from politics because on the trade side, agricultural trade, and not to speak for other commodity groups, but in my opinion, whether it's beef, pork, corn, soybeans, um, I think the relationship's extremely positive and, and it's a very good working relationship because they have a demand. They are not self-sufficient, whether it be on the feeds, the, the feed inputs like corn and soybeans or right. meat. And uh, there's a desire to import. So uh, 
yeah, I would like to think that we can keep it separate and uh, not to say that we shouldn't diversify markets. Uh, that is a key strategy that we need to have as many markets open to our products sure. as we can around the world, which, of course, is where we're really looking at Africa long term. Yeah, yeah. Okay, second part on China here now. Is the demand changing in China? And here's what I mean by that. I'm thinking about how U.S. demand changed, and this is years ago, uh, to include way more heat heat and eat products, Uh, some of the, the prepared foods. Is that market developing in China now? It's it's funny you mentioned that. Um, the answer is yes. And okay. in fact, I was in I was in Shanghai uh, about a month ago, uh, a little over a month ago now, and uh, I attended a uh, symposium with about 250 members of the trade there. And our topic was preparing uh, and, and working on investment and, and education around prepared meals, uh, whether it's uh, home meal replacement, uh, you know, meal kits or restaurant meal replacement items that are kind of designed for the e-commerce traffic. And uh, it it hasn't grown to the extent like a Korea has, but it definitely shows signs of growing from a very low base. So yes, I think it's just a matter of time, but you know, China is going to follow a lot of the other major markets as it relates to convenience and prepared type food products. That'll just open up a whole new avenue to move U.S. product over there, uh, you know, we're we're so used to the pork demand, even though pork demand is off from what it was a couple of years ago, we're still used to that pork demand. But if we can start talking about some some um, you know pro- some prepared meals making its way over there, Dan, that I I don't know if you can double a market on that, but boy, that that's a seems like huge potential. Well, without a doubt, and and you're talking about. You're talking about, you know, value opportunity here and and really yeah. upping the value. And you're taking a commodity product and making it value added, whether it's yes. uh, it's a pork intestines, for example, on a bed of rice, or uh, it could be a shoulder clod that's thin sliced. You know, there's so many different opportunities. And, uh, and really, when you can take price, where price is not the primary concern, where quality and value and convenience is the primary concern, yeah. well, you've pretty much won that battle on price. That's awesome way of putting it. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you've got a big meeting coming up down in New Orleans, right? Yes. Uh, a week from today, we will be in New Orleans next week. And uh, we have a, uh, a very uh, good uh, agenda. And uh, and and it's not record attendance, but close to it. So we'll have a good group down there, kind of going over what's uh, what's happening in the world on beef, pork, and lamb. Yeah, it's the strategic planning conference down in New Orleans. Um, it it uh, it seems like if you can get the industry coordinated and, and pulling together rather than pulling in different directions, it it makes uh, it makes the pulling a lot easier, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. And uh, and for the most part, I think we are uh, as a as a industry, beef, pork industry and lamb, we're aligned in terms of the priority that that the export uh, international opportunity brings to the industries. And uh, it'll be exciting to sit down and talk about. There's never a shortage of headwinds, but uh, despite those headwinds, there's a lot of opportunity as well. Yeah, there certainly is.
Certainly is. Don't let Wiesmeyer throw you off trail on any of this stuff. Stay focused on those exports, okay? <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll do that. Excellent. Excellent. Dan, thanks a lot for making time for us. Uh, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. That is Dan Holstrom, President and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. You know, when you think about Davis, what the how the pot pies change things, mm-hmm. how Ginny Moore beef stew oh. changed things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, all of a sudden, the convenience factor mm-hmm. rather than price becomes more important. And that opens up a whole new market. Dan had a great job covering that. Davis and I will be right back. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. AgriTalk is brought to you by Phospholutions, which is excited to launch Rhizozorb, the first fertilizer technology proven across hundreds of field trials to improve grower ROI by 20% and maintain or increase yield with less applied phosphate per acre. Welcome back to AgriTalk, everyone. Wow, got mellow, Chip. It did. Your pal too Davis Michelson here. Too mellow huh? for a Monday when it was like the most awesome phenomenal tractor sale mm-hmm. that he's ever seen crazy welcome to a misty morning set everybody <laughs> maybe no no i'm not um a little part. housekeeping after the conversation um with dan hallstrom yeah. first of all um you know they call beef intestines tripe right yeah yeah um it's but, not for the faint of heart i'll eat it it's pretty i had some tripe tacos one time yeah. In uh, Denver, Colorado. Delicious. Cool. He mentioned pork intestines on rice. Do they call pork intestines tripe too? I don't think so. Is it a different name? It's only beef uh, is tripe? I, I think, I, I I don't know this for a fact because it's not a regular on my menu. Sure. Okay. Uh, I think they just call it pork intestine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then once you... Um, once you fry them, though, now you've got pork rinds, or even if you're lucky, cracklins, right? Well, the yeah, cracklins well, are fat. Cracklins are fat. Yeah, that's okay. from rendering lard. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, good. Yep. Hmm. Um, which, by the way, yeah. If you get to the really authentic taco trucks or yeah. you know food trucks that are out there, mm-hmm. and you start getting into the pork intestine tacos and the beef tongue tacos yeah yeah that 
with with the with the corn shells that are made with real lard. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Some of those are just just really, really, really good. Yeah. I've not had a bad one. I've not had a bad stop at a truck that that features things like like beef tongue tacos. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Indeed. Um let's uh let's <laughs> variety variety meats variety yes. meats is a gentle term for it yes. um let's you know what let's just start with the top could be some accumulating snow in the upper midwest tonight could get as far southward as uh, near sparkle city mm-hmm. uh your thoughts from the ground at this point uh you know it's going to happen at some point i've got a yeah. little bit of cleaning up to do that i need to do from some tree cutting and Mm-hmm. Some tree falling. So I think I'm probably going to have to get that done yet this afternoon before uh, we get a little bit of snow in here. But eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's going to happen at some point. It's almost November. Yeah. Well, and and as is. far as the farmer's preference, if I may be so bold as to make an assumption, I think they're probably yeah. hoping for snow instead of rain at this point if they've well, still got rows to knock down. E- yeah, for the most part, I would yeah. say that that is correct. Uh, but some cold temperatures with no precipitation would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Would, would, that would be much better, much yeah. better. Yeah. Um, you, you don't want that accumulating snow on the ears. That gums up the works. Okay. It's no fun. No All right. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to Craig Peterson. He didn't have a full count. It was an inaccurate count, but he's willing to put a 15 on the number of record prices that he saw at that. And I was talking to somebody, um, oh, we were just sort of talking about farming and farmers and stuff like that. And the the concept of the drone came up. And the person I was speaking to was not a farmer. I was like, I, you know, this is a really great tool. They can check their crops. They can do all sorts of stuff. But apparently they can bring droves into an auction using a drone as well, bro. Well, yeah, and... Using a drone, the the voice over the drone footage, mm-hmm. the to put all of that together with a story, and Greg has been talking about this for a long time. It doesn't have to be some some crazy story about a tractor that you've got on your auction. All it has to be is the story of that tractor. If right. the story is this tractor has been nothing but a workhorse for us, and it's done this and this and this on our farm, um, we need the only reason we're selling it is because you know, that kind of a story alone, putting putting some meaning along with that tractor, I think, just makes a world of difference. Now, do that thirteen times or right. fifteen times. And put the effort into it, and it's pretty amazing what can develop. But, Davis, I'm going to say it again. The The fact that he put together that collection of tractors is one thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that that many willing buyers showed up to generate 15 record prices blows me away. I mean... Here, how'd you like to be the guy that's in the back thinking, yeah, I'm just going to sit back here because 
the tractor that I want is number 14 on the list, and I think I'm probably going to get it because by then everybody will have their money spent. Mm-hmm. And they don't have their money spent. And you don't get it. And it's it. still a record price. Yep. Yep. That just, it just blows me away that they put together that, that good of a pool of buyers for that auction is, uh, it's crazy, man. Crazy. Well, and I will say, um, as a small time Midwestern rock and roller, I've signed some autographs with a Sharpie in some strange places. We don't need to talk about it specifically. I don't think we will. Huh? Huh? I don't think we are going to talk about it. Have you ever been asked to autograph a tractor? A tractor? No. Yeah. No. no. Machinery Pete. Somebody asked him, I'm going to get that yeah. tractor. I'm going to have you sign it with this Sharpie. So, and by golly, he got her done. Yep. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. So evidently, evidently, uh, tripe has been a featured topic mm-hmm. on The Simpsons. Oh, really? At one point or another. Thank you, RG. I'll have to uh, check that out mm-hmm. here after the Indeed. show and see exactly what the Simpsons t- were talking about when it comes to tripe. <laughs> oh, my God. Got a hankering for some tripe tacos, actually, now that you mention it. You I don't know, know how I'm going to shake I this. I tell you what, when the conversation <laughs> starts, it, it really gets rolling. You never Thank know. you so much for listening this morning. <laughs> Appreciate you all very much. Come back this afternoon, Chip Nellinger, Blue Reef Agri-Marketing. Tomorrow morning, we've got Chris Bliley from Growth Energy. And we'll also be talking turkey in the state of Iowa tomorrow morning here on Agritalk.